Welcome to Sharing the Victory, the national weekly radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Coming up today, we'll hear from Tommy Bowden, head football coach at Clemson. By my junior in college, I said, listen, if I'm going to go to FCA meetings, if I'm going to profess Christianity, then my uh, walk better mirror my talk. And legendary Olympic runner Jim Ryan. God loved me because he created me, not because of anything that I had earned. It's by his grace that we are saved. Plus, former NFL star Irving Fryer shares what happens when Jesus is removed from the equation. Hatred comes in when you take Jesus out. Bigotry comes in when you take Jesus out. Deceit comes in when you take Jesus out. Now standing by with his first interview is the host of Sharing the Victory, speaker, author, sports broadcaster, and former college football coach, Ron Brown. Our guest today, as a champion of faith on Sharing the Victory's national radio show, is one of the great coaches in America, Tommy Bowden of the Clemson Tigers. Coach Bowden, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Ron. Well, Coach, uh, you know what? We get a chance to watch the Bowden Bowl almost every year, and I think almost everybody in the country just gets a kick, not only about the game, but your accents and your animation on the sideline and the great teams and the games that you guys have had. And you got your dad this year, didn't you? Well, you know, when we first started, he won the first, I think, four. Uh-huh. And then I've, now I've won the last four out of five, but it's uh, – it's kind of a unique situation where you actually have a father and a son. And, you know, we, we have a big FCA breakfast that morning mm-hmm. and that uh, we had up in Greenville. And, gosh, I think they had 1,300 people. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you see two Christian coaches that are trying to beat the fire <laughs> at each other about eight hours later. <laughs> You guys are not short on competitive spirit, let me tell you that. And uh, that's something that we've seen in you for, for years. Tommy, it's also very evident, not only your competitive spirit, but your relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, for Tommy Bowden, when w- did the cross of Jesus Christ, your recognition as a sinner, when did that come about in your life, and what took place then? Well, you know, I think for, for me, Ron, you know, I was, of course, I mean, any time a young man's raised, like all my brothers and sisters, you know, we were raised in a Christian environment, a Christian mother and father, uh, went to church every time the doors opened, always, always taught about Jesus Christ, the death, the resurrection, the virgin birth, the crucifixion, the Holy Spirit, uh, the the things that, that involve the core of Christianity. I don't think it was until my, you know, and I was baptized when I was 12, uh, just never knew that was a thing to do, to, uh, you know, that Christ wanted you to accept him publicly if he was going to uh, help accept you publicly. But I think my junior in college, I got to the, as I matured and, and gained a little more wisdom about the godly standards as opposed to earthly standards and, and being a college student, about my junior in college, I said, listen, if I'm going to go to FCA meetings, if I'm going to profess Christianity, then, then my uh, walk better mirror my talk. Mm-hmm. So I think I kind of I recommitted my life. I said, listen, I, I need to make sure these godly standards, they're in there for a reason. And, and, and God wants us to be obedient really above everything else. So I think that's the point in the time I, I kind of elevated, I think, my faith and, and, uh, to another level. For those of you who just turned us on and you're hearing such great wisdom, you're hearing from the head football coach at Clemson University, Tommy Bowden. And uh, Coach Bowden's had a, a tremendous uh, coaching career, but his love for Jesus Christ clearly permeates what he does. Tommy, I want to ask you something. Uh, there's a holy dissatisfaction 
in the follower and in the true disciple of Jesus Christ. I mean, you can't just go across this world, do your business at a university like Clemson, and not sense that there's something off here that doesn't connect with the kingdom of God. What is it in your life that wrecks you, that, that, that dissatisfies you in a holy way that you got to get at, that just makes you get out of bed every day and say, I want to put my finger on that in the name of Jesus? Well, you know, um, as you as you deal with athletes, uh, student athletes or students or, or young people of the age that we deal with them, you realize that, that worldly standards are, have, have totally taken over. You realize that the Word of God has been compromised, it's been diluted, and it's been watered down where you can't tell the difference. Our, our society uh, is trying to make you sense. That, that godly standards and earthly standards are the same thing, and they're not. The, mm-hmm. the Bible clearly states that. So I, every day I got to get out, and, and I had 85 scholarships, uh, scholarship players in front of me every day and every year, and I am going to be held accountable to God for the platform that I, that I have. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not my job as a head coach to, to, to save those young men. That's, that's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what God saves them. But I do think I'll be held accountable as a, as a Christian coach in front of those young men to, to say, hey, or I'm going to be answerable to God. He's going to say, Tommy, did you uh, tell them about me? Could they see you through me? So I think every day I gotta get up. It, it, as I come in here and have my quiet time, God says, "Okay, Tom, I'm gonna use you some, some, somehow today. I'm gonna use you." But it, I think it's that desire to to let these guys know there is a difference between godly standards and secular standards. Mm-hmm. And and God, uh, yes, He is a He's a God of love. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. But you know that Old Testament God too. The, he He wants accountability. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 they don't understand that they mm-hmm. they don't they there's no difference. You watch TV and you read the newspaper and watch the internet and what's on and God's word has been totally compromised, diluted, and watered down. Mm-hmm. And and people need to people need to stand up and say, hey, there's a difference. Well, Coach Biden, you are just such an inspiration to me personally and, and people all over this country. I remember meeting you years ago when you were an assistant at Duke, and I've always been impressed with you. And I just want to thank you not only for uh, what you've done in the football world, but but most importantly because you've been faithful with a heart for Jesus Christ that, uh, that continually resonates to the rest of us. So I want to wish you the very best. I know you've got a game to get prepared for, but uh, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, thank you. I remember years ago when my father tried to hire you. Of course, I don't... Uh, uh, I know you, it looks like you probably made the right decision, <laughs> well, <laughs> and, but uh, read your information a lot to appreciate what you do for young student athletes and in your Christian stance and, and godly standards that you set. But uh, I know you disappointed my father when you turned uh, him down. Well, praise the Lord. God, God knows what he's doing. So <laughs> thanks for being on with us. Our guest today on Champions of Faith has been that wonderful head football coach for the Clemson Tigers, Tommy Bowden. Coming up next, a message from a former NFL star wide receiver who says you got to keep the main thing the main thing. Listen, we got to keep Jesus in every situation, in every aspect of our lives. That's coming up next right here on Sharing the Victory. Here's FCA President Les Steckel. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes is pleased to provide these national Sharing the Victory radio broadcasts each week on this station. We hope you like hearing outstanding Christian athletes and coaches like Tony Dungy, Sean Alexander, Jake Peavy, and John Wooden share their personal relationships with Jesus Christ. 
Since 1954, FCA has had the vision of seeing the world impacted for Jesus Christ by the influence of athletes and coaches. These radio programs are the newest piece of that vision. Their continuance and growth of sharing the victory is dependent on donations from ministry friends such as you. If these programs are ministering to you, would you be kind enough to let us know and help us with your tax-deductible donations? You may contact us during weekdays at Sharing the Victory by calling 866-STV-5031. That's 1-866-STV-5031. Thank you very much. Brown, back with you on Sharing the Victory. Thanks for hanging out with me. It's time for FCA Across America with former NFL star receiver Irvin Fry. Irvin was the first receiver picked in the history of pro football as the number one pick in the draft. Not only did he play with the Patriots, but the Dolphins, the Eagles, and the Redskins. 17 years in the NFL, five times in the Pro Bowl. Now, an ordained minister. Hang on to your seat as you hear a part of Irving Fryer's stirring message at last year's FCA's Chick-fil-A Bowl breakfast. When we moved from the 20th century going into this, the 21st century, Time Magazine did a survey to find out who the subscribers, who the readers of Time Magazine believed to be the man of the century. So when all the names had been submitted, when the survey was completed, the name that came in that was above every other name, the name that was tallied more than any other name was the name Jesus. Jesus was the man of the century according to the subscribers, according to the readers of Time Magazine. Now, of course, there were some haters because there were people, some naysayers saying, how can Jesus be the man of the century when Jesus did not live in the 20th century. If you're going to have a man of the century, it's got to be somebody that lived in the 20th century. Jesus lived in the first century. How can Jesus be the man of the century in the 20th century when Jesus did not live? Let me um, say something to you real quick. The Bible says when Jesus died and God raised him from the dead, the Bible goes on to say that Jesus is alive forevermore. So Jesus just was just as much alive in the 20th century as he was in the first century as he is right now, as he will be forevermore. Are you with me? So these, these naysayers, these haters, said, we got to change this. There's something wrong with that. You can't have a man of the century when he did not live in the 20th century. So Time Magazine took Jesus' name off the top of the list. And guess whose name came up next as the man of the century? Adolf Hitler. Because that's what happens when you take Jesus out. Hatred comes in when you take Jesus out. Bigotry comes in when you take Jesus out. Deceit comes in when you take Jesus out. The Holocaust comes in when you take Jesus out. War comes in when you take Jesus out. Listen, we got to keep Jesus in every situation, in every aspect of our lives. And I believe, I believe, listen, we cannot miss Jesus. And that's what I came to do today. I came to make sure you don't miss Jesus. Look at somebody and tell them, don't miss Jesus. No, I'll say it like you mean it. Don't miss Jesus. Let me read a passage. Can I read a passage of scripture to you? Uh, Luke. Chapter 2, verse number 8, reading from today's New International Version. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. God showed me this particular passage of scripture because it's talking about the birth of Jesus Christ and how these shepherds are getting a message from an angel leading them to Jesus. And what this passage of scripture also teaches us is that these shepherds, it says they're nearby, they're tending their flocks. And it teaches us that you can be near holy things and still miss Jesus. You can be close to the things of God and still miss Jesus. It happens every Sunday. Every Sunday, people go to church. They go to the place where they know Jesus is. They're near Jesus, but they still wind up missing Jesus. There are a lot of people who are close to the kingdom, but not in the kingdom. There are people who are in kingdom vicinity, who are in the kingdom neighborhood, who are standing on the porch of the kingdom, who have their hand on the kingdom's door, but they are not in the kingdom. Y'all, it's not enough for us just to come together. It's not enough for us just to go to church on Sunday. We have to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and walk this walk of life by faith. Well, how you like them apples? Amen. That was Irving Fryer from the FCA Chick-fil-A Bowl Breakfast. Just maybe you recognize that there is a spiritual component to your life, but you're missing the main thing. Jesus. Do you know that you can surrender your life to Jesus right now? Well, we have a website that can help you. Just click on the morethanwinning.org. There's much more to come, including my conversation with one of the greatest runners of all time, Jim Ryan. Running provides a platform, but it's what you do from that platform. You're listening to Sharing the Victory. There is a common place for student-athletes and coaches to go to strengthen their faith in Christ. At my FCA huddle. There's a place to be encouraged to face the trials and temptations of life. At my FCA huddle. There is a place to receive confidence to share the light of Christ. At my FCA huddle. FCA huddles meet on junior high, high school, and college campuses all across America. To find one near you or to learn how to start one up, call toll-free 866-STV-5031 or go to fca.org. In the November issue of Sharing the Victory magazine, you'll go inside the locker room of the Detroit Lions and experience a story of faith and changed lives. You'll also read about Pro Football Hall of Famer Bruce Matthews. And as in every issue, you'll find a challenging and insightful column by Ron Brown. Order your subscription to Sharing the Victory magazine by calling 1-866-STV-5031. That's 866-STV-5031 or go to sharingthevictory.com. And now back to Sharing the Victory with our host, Ron Brown. My guest today is a household name not only in the world of track and field where he excelled as a former Olympian and a great track runner, 
but also in the political world and in life in general, Jim Ryan. Jim, welcome to our show today. Ron, it's great to be on with you. Thank you. Well, Jim, you have had a storied career, certainly in athletics, one of the great runners of all time. You're the last American to hold the world record in the mile run, and uh, you've had a ton of records. Also, after leaving the sports world, you became a politician. You were a Republican member of the United States House of Representatives from 1997 to 2000, representing the 2nd District in the state of Kansas. Jim, let's talk about your early beginnings. It's been well known, well documented of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. When did that take place? Well, that didn't take place till I'd gotten into my running career uh, actually, it was May 1972, May 18th. My wife and I both became Christians. Hmm. Now, our journey was one that's probably typical of a lot of your listeners in the sense that I was churched. I knew what religion was all about. I knew about going to church on Sunday and Sunday night and Wednesday and then the youth group functions and everything, but I never entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So I knew him as as God and, and as you know, as a as a son of God, but I didn't know him in a personal way in terms of inviting him into my life. And that wouldn't come until I had experienced a lot of success and then some failures that caused me to start searching, saying, gee, if this is what life is all about, running fast, and, you know, then you get to that top of the mountain, so to speak, in success, and you realize there's another mountain to climb, hmm. and then maybe you'll be accepted. But when you get there, you realize that's not really true. Hmm. So, you know, it, it, it was on that night that Ann and I, invited Jesus Christ to come into our lives, that I realized a very important truth that brought peace into our lives and gave us a purpose, a greater purpose for living, and that is no matter how fast I was to run or, you know, maybe how much money you make or whatever, God loved me because he created me, not because of anything that I had earned. It's by his grace that we are saved. Hmm. Wow. You know, Jim, uh, that's a great statement. Obviously, that's right out of the uh, the uh, letter to the Ephesians from the Apostle Paul. But let's go back to your running career. Of course, your career has been highlighted by many records, but you never did win Olympic gold, and you had three opportunities at it. And often in the world of sports, we're defined by the very highest pinnacle that that particular sport may hold, like a Tony Dungy finally wins the Super Bowl this year, uh, or Peyton Manning as a quarterback. But for Jim Ryan, the Olympic gold medal was elusive. How did that challenge you at that juncture of your career and your life? Well, again, it goes back to that search for what is my purpose, what is the purpose God placed me here on this earth, and thinking that winning an Olympic gold medal would give me that sense of purpose and satisfaction you know, was the pursuit. So, uh, you know, the struggles went on through three Olympics. I did win a silver medal, which mm-hmm. is actually the same size as a gold medal, but it's just <laughs> a little different color. But when I came back to one of my hometown newspapers, uh, it said I only won a silver medal and that I was, you know, in essence, it, uh, it, by conjecture, it said that I was a failure. Hmm. And that that's part of, you know, God's plan for our lives and that, you know, we needed to reconcile you know, who God was and then our relationship with him. And so adversity has a way of causing people, I think, at least in my life and our lives, Ann and I, you know, we're together on this journey. Adversity causes us to stop and search and ask questions such as, why are we here? What are we supposed to be doing? Is this really our purpose in life? Hmm. Jim, uh, I've, of course, spent lots of time with Tom Osborne, a former head coach at Nebraska. I coached for him for a number of years, and I've spent some time with J.C. Watts. Um, 
and, and other guys like Steve Largent, et cetera, former great athletes who have moved into the political world, uh, maybe speaking certainly for yourself and perhaps on behalf of them, why from athletics to politics? And what did you sense God's mission was for you there? Let me, let me back up just a little bit by saying if I had not become a Christian, I would have thought, as, as I know in my world, the world revolved around me as an athlete. But when I became a Christian, I started looking for, you know, not only God's purpose, but ways to serve people. Now, having said that, you know, that would lead at some point to serving in Congress because it's a great opportunity to help people with all kinds of different problems, and hopefully you can either direct them to a solution or help them or provide that. And so, uh, you know, for me, if I hadn't become a Christian, that wouldn't have happened because I'd still be thinking the world revolves around me, as athletics can do in some cases, you know, put you on a pedestal where you think everything is for you. But when when you realize that, you know, again, you have a purpose and a destiny and, and, and a mission, if you will, then you look for ways to help people. And so uh, serving in Congress was one of those, and it, it was a great honor for 10 years, and actually we've signed up to run again and see if we can win the seat back because I don't feel my work is done. Hmm. Well, Jim, we, we certainly uh, in this nation remember your name and what you stood for and how you represented not only the United States of America in your track years, but since then in your representation of the Lord Jesus Christ being a great ambassador for him. And, and I know the Fellowship of Christian Athletes really respects how you have uh, just launched out your faith in the midst of a very public world in a very politically correct environment. So we want to thank you for your public stance and your private integrity in the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, we really want to wish you the very best of God's blessings in your future as to however God wants to, to move you in the world of politics and out. You're very kind, Ron. It's been a pleasure, and we'll do this again. Wow, what a pleasure it was to have Jim Ryan on Where Are They Now? The former Olympian, great track runner, and congressman from the state of Kansas. You can find out more about our program at sharingthevictory.com. Just click on radio. You'll find archives of the show to listen at any time. You can also subscribe to receive the free weekly podcast. Again, that's sharingthevictory.com. Next up, we'll hear from FCA president and longtime NFL coach Les Steckler as Sharing the Victory continues. Just in time for Christmas, the new FCA gift Bible. This Holman Christian Standard Bible translation is very inspiring to read and makes a great Christmas gift. It comes in a handsome duotone leather binding that is gently embossed with the FCA logo. The FCA Gift Bible is available for $24.95 by calling 1-866-STV-5031. That's 1-866-STV-5031 or online at fca.org. Next weekend on Sharing the Victory, Greg Schiano, head football coach at Rutgers, talks about being a teacher. Certainly we teach football, but I think we teach so much more. If it's just football, it's not what I'd be doing. Lorenzo Romar, head basketball coach at Washington, shares his testimony of faith. Jesus loved me so much, he said, don't punish Lorenzo, punish me. I'll take the blame. And we'll catch up with former NFL quarterback Frank Reich, all on the next Sharing the Victory. I sure am glad you came back. I'm Ron Brown, and it's now time for Coach's Corner with FCA President Les Steckel. In my job as president of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, which I love, I travel most of the time, and I meet new people every day. Everywhere I go, however, 
I am sorry to say I meet many men who are tired, lonely, and angry. Why is that? It's really quite simple. We can't make it through this life without meaningful relationships. But why is this so difficult for men, especially to understand? I asked a coach one day, who are your closest friends? There was a long pause. He finally looked at me and said, you know, that's a good question. I'm not sure I have one. How many other men today share the same need for friendships? Far too many, actually. Life is what I call a full-contact sport. You can't win the game without touching and being touched by others. Today, it seems as if most of us have more acquaintances and fewer true friends. Allow me to ask you a couple of questions. If you were stranded on a highway somewhere at 3 a.m. in the morning, how many people do you know who would be willing to come and help you if you called them? How many people do you know who can look you in the eye and tell you the hard truth, particularly when you don't want to hear it? How many people can you name who are becoming wiser and stronger because of your influence in their lives? I know, of course, that it takes time to cultivate friendships. Time is gold these days. It's our most precious commodity. And how is it possible for any full-time career person to have 20 or 30 friends? Impossible, you say. True. How about two or three truly close friends that would make a profound difference in your life? Taking from these men we read about in the Bible, everybody needs one Paul, a wise mentor, teacher, one Timothy, a person to mentor, and a Barnabas, a real encourager. That would be ideal. To have great friends, you must work hard at it, like most men do at their career. In the long run, which will last longer, their career or their genuine friends? December often brings out depression in many people, unfortunately. But if you are feeling tired, lonely, and angry, it may be because you are trying to walk down the path of life alone. There's really no reason for anyone to do that. Since we're all heading in the same direction, why not take a few friends along? Be a friend to someone today. You may have a new friend for life. God bless. You know, even as a host, I get inspired by these shows, and I hope that you are as well. So please, don't forget to join me next week, where we'll have Greg Schiano, the Rutgers head football coach. That guy's turned that program around. Also, it's basketball season, and Lorenzo Romar, the University of Washington's basketball coach, will join us. We'll also catch up with former NFL quarterback Frank Reich. Remember that guy? The comeback kid. That's right. Talk to you next week. Remember, there's two ways of doing sports, God's way and man's way. Which will you choose? Feel free to contact us with your questions or comments. You may also want to nominate an athlete or coach in your area for one of our features. You can call us Monday through Friday toll-free at 866-STV-5031. That's 866-STV-5031. You can reach us anytime through the web at sharingthevictory.com slash radio. There you can also listen online and subscribe to the free weekly podcast. We would also appreciate your prayerful consideration about financially supporting this ministry. You can get more information about supporting FCA and sharing the victory when you call or go on the web. Again, the phone number is 866-STV-5031. And our website is sharingthevictory.com slash radio. You can also write a check to Sharing the Victory. The address is 8701 Leeds Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64129. Again, that's 8701 Leeds Road, 
Kansas City, Missouri, 64129. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to listen next weekend at the same time. Sharing the Victory is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports.